it's Jen. On the Beneath the Layers episode, when talking about communication and parenting styles, we touched on the concept of conscious parenting. We said that true connection occurs when we don't attach our own emotional well-being onto someone else. Specifically in this context, we're looking at our relationship with our teens. Well, read that. I have been seeing two trends on social media lately that have gotten me thinking about Dr. Shafali's views. So I'd like us to have more of a conversation to explore them a bit together. Okay, so first, it's February, and it seems that tis the season for college acceptances. My oldest is only a junior, so while it's on my radar, thankfully, we're not there yet which means that I guess I can be a fairly neutral observer for the time being. But I do remember noting this going on in the past, but this year with friends who are now at that point, I feel even more tuned into it. Parents are posting all of the schools that their kids have been accepted to or the coaches who have expressed interest in their kids playing for them. A few months back, it was homecoming, and we're still a bit out from prom pictures, so I guess we need something to fill the space. I know that I, too, am totally guilty of the Facebook brag. In fact, I'm probably worse than many, I notice, because whereas they're posting constantly, I don't post much of anything between the big things. Maybe if I was a constant poster, it wouldn't stand out so much, but in reality, I stick to only the big accomplishments or events or trips, which I see as a way to keep people updated without bogging them down with the unnecessary tiny details of my life. They might see this, however, as she only comes here to show off. So why do any of us do this? Relatedly, I suppose, would be the negative. Why are we reluctant to share the bad things? Embarrassed when our kids let us down? Well, as parents, we often use our children to be the best version of ourselves. When I teach birth order in my family comm class, it's one of the reasons that there is so much pressure on firstborns and onlys. They are the first visible product of us, of who we are as parents. People look at our children as a reflection of us and of our parenting. Really, if a toddler is acting up in a restaurant, we look at the parents and judge. Similarly, if a teenager is suspended, we look at the parents and judge. You know, my daughter is a cheerleader for her middle school basketball team, and the boys won their championship this week. And I know that I congratulated multiple parents on winning realizing full well that they didn't win, their sons did. But just like the comments on the college acceptance posts, we congratulate the parents. I guess it's because they got them here. And I know I do that too. In fact, I even referred to it in the new season episode as the moms who got them here. Good or bad, positive or negative, we have a tendency to take on our kids' successes and failures as a reflection of us. Not necessarily even a reflection of our parenting, but a reflection of us as people. Did they make the team? Are they loved by teachers? Do they have a lot of friends? 
Are they smart? Athletic. How do they dress? What size are they? Do they have a date to prom? Are they going to college? What colleges have they been accepted to? What's their major? We put so much of ourselves into our children that when they don't accomplish what we envision for them, or they don't turn out to be exactly who we want them to be, we take it personally. We get angry at them. We get frustrated at the person who they actually are. We use our children to complete ourselves, and their successes are our successes. Their failures are our failures. That's dangerously close to codependency. And yet, how many of us would never even think to see it that way? We're just proud of them. Or we just hurt for them. Yes, and as long as it ends at that and there are healthy boundaries, that's okay. And we have a connected relationship. But society has trained us as mothers to lose ourselves in our children to become so overly connected to meeting our children's needs and goals that we lose touch with our own. And surprise, after years and years of this, we find ourselves in enmeshed relationships with them. For generations, parents have prided themselves on seeing themselves in their children. But what happens when we don't? When we see the child for who they really are as themselves, And that person isn't a reflection of us. Well, this segues me to my second observation of late. Disrespect. I see the term thrown around constantly. Yes, I realize that as the mother of teenagers, my social media, both personal and professional, is heavily weighted to posts re-teenagers. But out of these posts that I see... I cannot begin to tell you how many are issues with their teenagers disrespecting them. I can honestly say that I have never once thought that my kids disrespected me or my husband. And that's not to say that they're always perfect and that they don't ever have any behaviors that a different parent may deem as disrespectful, probably. But in no way do I ever think that they have been. All of the parents who throw the term disrespect around, what does that even mean? Did they not jump when you said to do something? I mean, I don't jump when they say to do something, or probably much to his dismay when my husband says for me to do something. Does that mean I'm just respecting all of them? Maybe it means that we don't prioritize the same actions. They didn't see what I asked them to do in the same way that I saw it. We disagreed on its importance. Or did they have a different viewpoint on an issue than you did? Did they not take you seriously? Did they express disagreement with you? This happens a lot in the teenage years, right? They didn't used to act this way. Well... This is the time that they are now starting to figure out who they are. They're exposed to other ideas. They are becoming their own individual people. 
Much of the talk of disrespect is actually just challenges to anything that is different than what the parents believe, value, or want. Again, just like we said about taking pride or hurt or happiness or disappointment from our children, we are once again trying to recreate our thoughts and views in them. And when they disagree with us, we often mislabel it as disrespect. Tony Robbins says, Whenever you, whatever you look for, you'll find. If you're looking for disrespect, you will see it as disrespect. If you go back to when we said we should be trying to create a connection or a connected relationship with our kids, we see their behavior as something else entirely. Maybe we can see them not cleaning up their room just because we asked them right then as a difference in priorities. Or we see them lying around as exhaustion instead of laziness. We see their eye roll as maybe they're 13 and don't see anything that I say as being right. We can see our 18-year-old coming home from college and disagreeing with our political or religious positions, not as losing their values, but as being exposed to other ideas that are just different than ours. Or we can see their snappiness or their backtalk as a sign that something is wrong in their day or their life, and they are taking it out on me, their mom the person who they know they can lash out at, and I'll still love them. Dr. Shafali says that respect shouldn't come out of an obligation to behave a certain way or treat you a certain way because they owe you anything. It should come out of a natural bonding. And if we instead obligate our children to give us respect simply because we are their parents or we told them or we said to then it's actually because our ego needs it. Now, I don't agree with everything that Conscious Parenting and Dr. Shafali says. But as we just said, it's okay to have varying opinions on things. She takes this all a bit further than I'm personally comfortable with and says that the goal of parenting should be impersonal detachment. I definitely agree with the concepts behind that basically and everything isn't about us mentality. And I agree with encouraging our children to become their own individual self, regardless of if it's who we wanted them to be or not. But in my opinion, she takes it a little bit too far when she talks about as impersonal detachment. She says that motherhood should never be about what we will get back. I agree to some degree, but she says that the consequence of raising independent free adults is that you will get independent free adults who don't feel obligated to call you or ask you how you are or worry about you because they see you as being whole and independent from them. You don't need them to complete you, and they realize that, so they don't feel compelled to. I can get behind a bit of that, 
because I think that my children can see me as whole and independent from them. And I don't necessarily want them to think that I need them to complete me as an individual. But that is where the other facets of our parenting come into play. No, I am not codependent on my children. I have a life beyond being a mom to them. I respect them as individuals, and I am raising them to respect others as individuals, and that includes respecting me as an individual. I am caring and thoughtful and interested and empathetic with them, and I hope that I am raising them to be the same with me. And while I hope that they won't feel an obligation to spend time with me or ask me how I am or call me to tell me about their day or involve me in their lives, my personal parenting goal is for them to do so because they want to. And if a portion of that is because they know something is important to me, well, then I've also taught them empathy. So I'll call that a win. So re-that, I will continue to foster both my own independent well-being as well as theirs and a true connection with them, whoever the person is who they become. Thank you so much for listening. If you're not already, please follow the show so you don't miss out on new content. Also, I'd love to have you reach out to me on socials. I'm on Facebook. Follow Reframing Me. And join the Facebook group, Reframing Me, the podcast community, to connect with other women who are also raising teens and rediscovering themselves. On TikTok and Instagram, I'm at Reframing Me, or email me with questions or issues that you want me to cover in a later episode, jen at reframing-me.com. I hope you enjoy the podcast enough to go in and review it, and I us love if you would share it with someone else who you think would benefit. If you're new to the community, welcome. Be sure to go back and catch up on earlier episodes. Until next time, be well and communicate.